You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Million Dollar Listing After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Million Dollar Listing After Show. Oh, yeah, girl. Work it. Right? <laughs> I like it. I love this song. Every time I, I hear this song, I picture myself in New York, and I'm like, yeah, concrete it's, jungle. I mean, Jay-Z and Alicia, they killed it yeah. with this one. They did. I love it. I'm your host, Chelsea Earlywine. <laughs> And the lovely Jocelyn Polite. Hello. You found yourself at the Million Dollar Listing New York After Show, where we like to hang out. Yes. It's where we spend our free time. I love it. Yeah. I love it, too. Highlight of my week. So today we watched two episodes back-to-back because we were gone last week. So we're going to kind of recap both of them. So episode five, which was I Ain't Afraid of No Ghosts. <laughs> Which was a fitting title. I don't know. I think he might have been a little afraid of the uh, ghost, but we'll get was, into that. I was afraid. <laughs> yeah, me too. I can tell you that much. And then episode six, which was, what is it? The Bidding War Bitches? Bidding War Bitches. Yes. There was some nasty, nasty bidding happening yep. on episode six. There was some strategy, though. You know, I like strategy. Yep. We love strategy we, here. We sure do. So we have so much to talk about, Jocelyn. So let's just dive right into it. Okay. So let's start out with Frederick. So... We've got a, a continuing story between both episodes, which I like when they do that. I like when there's a storyline that carries over into the next episode or two. It gives the show more depth. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked seeing what was going to happen next. I mean, I enjoyed, you know, watching this back to back and seeing what was going to happen next. And and especially with this story, it went on for a while. So it was going to take did. a while for them to get through all of that. So, yeah, I like it like that, too. It was an intense listing for for Frederick. You know, the guy, I know we're going to get into talking about it, but this guy, Zach, is intense. Yeah, he's intense. He makes me nervous, and I'm just watching, and he makes me a little nervous. Well, we met Zach on a previous episode when Frederick had that entire building. Remember when it was the new construction, not even close to being finished, and he sold out the entire building. Right. Except for the penthouse, which he's waiting Till there's more, you know, built in the building before he sells 40 million, I think, was the penthouse, right? Yes. Yeah, so. So Zach is the developer of that property. So in in this episode, Zach comes to Frederick, and he is interested in purchasing potentially a property that Zach has listed, which is 101 Warren. Yes. Which is Zeke, who uh, he calls (laughs) Zeke. Oh, my gosh. He's so funny. Well, it's funny because Zeke is saying his name. My name's Zeke, and Frederick just can't get it. He's no. just like Ziki. I think Frederick Ziki? has to put an E on everything. He I mean, does. Even with his dogs, I, I think it's uh, Mousy and the rest of it. So everything is just yeah. me, 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 me. You know, that's just he has to make everything is. cutesy. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like his own personal touch on everyone's <laughs> name. I kind of like it, actually. So we've got this great property at 101 Warren. It's a, it's a huge duplex penthouse mm-hmm. with a massive terrace, over 3,000 square feet. 
This is a great, great listing for Frederick. $11 million for it, this property. And it's a beautiful property. Three bedrooms, four bath. The terrace was to die for. You know, I love, oh, I love a nice so terrace. Nice. And it's, I think, total like, almost like 300, almost um, 3,100 square feet. Yeah. So it's a big place. It's a big property. It's in Tribeca. Great neighborhood. Great listing. Floor to ceiling windows. It's a fantastic property. So he's negotiating with Zeke to come <laughs> To an agreement on the price, and they come to eleven million. Yeah. So he's he's planning on listing the property at eleven million, but before he can even list it, he starts posting these social media pictures. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He actually had the photographer come to take the pictures of the the Warren Street property, and he was like, you know what, I'm gonna move this along a little bit more, and just you know start he start taking selfies, and he well, was he's got three hundred thousand followers Absolutely. on social media, so he's like, you know what, I bet I can sell this faster than waiting for you to give me these prints back in twenty four hours, and then getting them on a website. Absolutely. So he posts these hilarious. Photos. I mean, and they're great. And I, and I've seen on Twitter that he posts some of these photos. And really, you guys, you have to look at some of these properties on on Twitter and follow him because they're amazing. I yeah. mean, he puts them out there. And I mean, if I had that kind of money, I would love to just scroll and you know connect with him and be like, totally, that one, you know, totally. So, yeah. And it's, I mean, they're just fun to see. He's so goofy. He's in the bathtub. He's making funny poses. All of his little, I don't know what he does. He does this like this bunny rabbit yeah. hop thing with he his does. hands and his his leg, his high kicks. Like he's so nerdy. I love it. I think there's something to him sitting in the bathtub, Chelsea. What do you think? I mean, he did really well the last time he sat in a bathtub. Yep, this time he, did. he was in the bathtub. And, yep. It yeah. seems like every time that happens, something something goes well mm-hmm. for Frederick. And this is the case in this property. So he before this even goes on the market, we get Zach, this developer that we just mentioned, coming to him and saying, hey, I saw your social media pictures. And I, I'm interested in seeing this property. Which, Which he was surprised. Yeah, he was very surprised. He was like, oh, no, what does Zach want to have dinner with me about? You know, I haven't sold the penthouse yet. So he thought it was going to go in that direction with the meeting. And he actually was interested in the property. Right. Right. Which puts him in an awkward position, too. Because I know that he's worked with him, like you said, on development with the other building. Yeah. And it just kind of switches roles a little bit. Yeah. Well, Frederick's normally working for Zach. Mm-hmm. And now Zach is going to be potentially purchasing a property for one of his clients. So he's he's switching sides here. So so Frederick is not defending Zach's side of this discussion. He's right. defending his client, which is Zeke. Yeah, and it muddies the waters a little bit, yeah. I, I think, you know. And so I think this was a, a challenging listing for him. Pro- well, I mean, Frederick can pull off anything. But, I mean, I think this one was a little different for him because Zach – he gave good poker face when he walked oh, through that place. Oh my did gosh! He not? I mean, he did not look the least bit interested in this property. He was just walking through. You had no idea if he thought it was nice. Yeah, if he, thought, if he I mean, hated just it. Nothing. He was just walking through it with great poker. And face. Frederick kept saying, "You know, isn't this great? Look at this master. Look at this." And and Zach just said nothing, just stone cold. I mean, and how you can't get excited about those view? I mean, just I everything know. about this place, like how he. I mean, he's good. I wouldn't have been able to. But do it. with Zach, he's a developer in New York. He's seen the nicest of nice properties, True. and this is not a property that he's planning on moving into. This True. is an investment property, so he's looking at flipping this. So he can't get too excited or emotionally attached to it because he's going to turn around and sell it to somebody else. He's just trying to make a quick buck on it. So he definitely has good poker face, but in the end of this discussion, he learned, you know, Frederick learns that Zach is interested in putting in an offer on the place. Mm -hmm. Now, this is interesting because this property is fully furnished. Right. And Zeke wants to sell this place with all of the furniture. 
So but he wants, and he wants a great deal for this. I mean, he he, does. I think he has an idea of what he wants the place sold for, but then he has, I think he has in his head an idea of the, how much the furniture costs and what he wants that sold for. Right. As well. So it's not a, it's not a furniture included situation. Right. It's not buy the property and take all the furniture. No. It's a separate deal. And he agrees with Frederick. It's going to be separate. There's going to be the contract for the apartment itself. And then there's going to be a separate contract for the furniture. They're not combining them. And they make that no. really clear from the beginning. But Zach doesn't really care. No, Zach doesn't care because <laughs> Zach is a developer and Zach is going to get the most for his money. Zach yeah. is like, are you kidding me? I'm, I, I'm not, I want the furniture. I want everything, the kitchen sink, the coffee maker. I want all of yeah. it. Throw it all in. Give me a break. I'm not, Zach, you know, came in with, with what he wanted. And so it made it really difficult for our boy Frederick. Yeah, it did. But he came in with a full asking offer of 11 million. But the, that's contingent upon the, all of the furniture being included, which wasn't part of the deal. Zeke was not having that. No. no you cannot have his furniture. He said he spent a million dollars furnishing that place yeah however many years ago right <laughs> not that the furniture was bad i mean it was great furniture i'm not you know i'm definitely not saying that the furniture was nice furniture but um it's used it's used furniture people have you know you've been sitting on it and wallowing Had around sex on, on it, it. And, i mean right I mean, and slept who knows in the what bed else? and right yeah no uh-uh no that's not cool it's still not it's still not a million dollars and he needs to come down off of that yeah it's it's still used furniture regardless but they like frederick cannot seem to get these two to come to terms with each other so he brings him into the same room, into the apartment, to look at the furniture face-to-face. And I thought that was a, a bad move at first. I was like, this is not going to go well. Bringing the buyer and the seller face-to-face is never a good idea. Well, I thought it was going to upset the seller because he had appraised the furniture. I think yeah. him and his assistant had appraised the furniture for the value. And I think they found that certain things like the chandelier and the rugs, you know, were you know, came in at what? At hundred thousand, and now it's fifty thousand. Yeah, they've depreciated they've by absolute, average of fifty percent. Absolutely, and pretty much everything had depreciated. You know, yeah. by the average, and just like I, Frederick was saying, these rugs are cut for this place. It's not like you can just pick this rug up and roll it out in the next place, right? You and know it's what I mean? all all of the furniture was customized to that apartment and that layout. That's not furniture that can go into any apartment. So this was a powwow. It was, <laughs> and it was interesting, but it went better than. Did you think it went better than you thought? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was going to turn into just a big ego fight because these guys both have huge egos. And they were both really strong-headed in this discussion. And I thought it wasn't going to go anywhere. I thought at the end of the day that deal was not going to happen. Because Zeke was saying, you know what, let's pass this $11 million offer and let's list it. Let's see what we can get. And Frederick's like, dude, this is a a full-ask offer. Right. Like, it doesn't matter whether the furniture is included or not. You're still getting $11 million for this property. Like, give up the, you know, little bit of furniture cost that you spend and let's call it a day. But he wasn't budging. No. Until they sat face to face and really hashed it out. Well, it's like you say. Everyone feels like their, you know, their property, their furniture is special. And they feel like, you know. It's the best. This is the best. Where else are you going to get this? Right. So, you know, I think there was a little bit of that. But it went better than I thought because I was looking like, are they going to fight? Like, what's going to happen here? I don't know. It's a little scary for me when you start bringing the buyer and the seller together. Although I know it's done, but it's just, you know. But Frederick's the guy that would handle that, right? And he's the guy that. And Zach is his friend, too, you know. And he has this existing relationship with Zach. So he knew he could bring him in and that that would probably be what would talk him into putting in a higher offer on the furniture. Right. Which is the direction that it went. I thought it was great having the assistant there and saying, look, we did all the research. All of this furniture has depreciated. And telling Zeke, like, you cannot get $800,000 for your used furniture. True. 
Even if you paid that much for it, it's used. It's a few years old now. And that was Zach's argument. He was saying, I'll give you a hundred grand for all of it. And Zeke was like, no way, dude. Yeah, Zeke no was, was holding out strong. And then I think um, at the end, didn't they jump on his furniture? Yeah, they did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, screw this furniture. Because Zach, this isn't, like I said, this isn't Zach's personal home he's going to move into. No. He's going to flip this place. He doesn't care about the furniture. He's just trying to get this done easy and quick. But how much do you want to bet that when he lists this thing with the furniture already in it, he's going right back for this furniture being valuable. He's going to, yeah. I think he's going to turn he it around. He's going to say, this was $800,000. That's exactly what he's going to do. 11.8. That's what he's probably going to go yep. in with or more. You know what I mean? But he's, yeah. um, I mean, he's, he's sitting there looking going, yeah, uh-huh. I want all this furniture because yep. guess what? I'm going to flip the entire situation and come back in with an offer on the furniture included that's going to be even bigger and make some money. Yeah. So, so he got the apartment. He got the $11 million full asking apartment plus the uh what did they settle on 250 250 yeah 250 thousand excuse me Zeke. yeah don't be talking to Zeke (laughs) like that don't be lowballing right what am i doing in my little world of 250 (laughs) dollars but yeah no 250 thousand dollars um came down from 400 thousand which was on the table for a while for them yeah when they were sitting there so zach's happy he got the apartment i will be interested if we carry through this story a little bit and see what zach does with the apartment because like couldn't imagine you can just flip it how it is. I would imagine you have to do something to it in order to flip it, but there's nothing really to do to the apartment because yeah. it's so great. It looks like a great, I mean, it looks like it's ready to go. Yeah. It looks ready, set, go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, you know, something has to be done to it. I mean, I think that it's probably ready to go. I, I think if, if the developer is like coming in at it, like that, and I know he doesn't want to live there. Yeah. You can definitely find people that want, you know, that are going to be amazed at this place. Yeah, that's so. true. And I wonder if it'll be Frederick's listing. I guess so, right? Yeah, it would yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, so Frederick's making double commission oh, yeah. on this property. This commission for him was, I think, $330,000. Wow. Yeah, and that's then a big commission. Back to back, you're getting the next situation, but that's great. Yeah, good deal for Frederick. Right. Frederick. He's, he's smart. He's smart, yeah. but not everything's going well for Frederick. He's having some trouble at home. Yeah, with, with Derek. Derek, his hubby. Yeah. This is kind of a bummer because they've been talking for a while about getting a surrogate and having a baby. And it's something that they've wanted for a long time mm-hmm. and that Derek has, or, uh, Frederick has dreamt of his whole life. He's, he's, what's her name? He's Mila. Already, Mila. He's already got. She has curly hair yeah. and blue eyes. Yeah. And she's And just little gorgeous. fingers. Oh, and little fingers. Thank God she doesn't have big fingers. Yeah. Little fingers, little tiny ones. So yeah, and he already has the name for her. He's looking for a surrogate and Derek just is hesitating. He's, Derek is kind of flipped on this situation because they had both come to the agreement that they were going to get a surrogate and have a baby. And now that it's real, now that they're like, okay, who are we choosing uh, to be our oven, as Frederick says? <laughs> oven. Yes. Yeah. Put it in. Let it <laughs> to sit bake, in there for about 40 weeks. the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, he started to flip a little bit. Derek's got cold feet about the baby situation. Yeah, and 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 Frederick just looked bummed. I mean, really, yeah. this is something that he really wants, and I think he thought this was something that Derek wanted as well. I think that I'm sure that this was discussed before they got married. Yeah, you know, I want to have a child. Do we want to have children? I, it, from the looks of it, it looks like Frederick has been dreaming about this little girl for some time. Yeah, and now it's come down to it, and I think Derek is like, I'm perfectly happy with the dogs. Yeah, and with you, and so I don't know how this one's going to. Well, turn it's out. getting real. Derek's like. Like, hey, this is nine months from right now. 
are you ready to have a screaming child in this house in nine months? And Frederick's like, no, it's our little baby. It's our princess. She's going to be great. But the reality is it's a screaming child that needs your attention for 24 hours a day. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, oh, for a year and a half, you have to attend to the baby. I'm like, like, you're going to have to attend to this situation for at least a year and a half. I'm like, "Uh, what planet do you live on? This is a child. You're going to have to be in their life for many years. It's going past 18 and 21 now. Are you kidding? Yeah, exactly. But I think he also is concerned about the scheduling because Frederick is a busy man. Yeah. Frederick's really busy. And um, when they got married, I believe last season, I believe Derek chucked his cell phone in the ocean. You know, it's just like, are you serious right now? Like you can't even tend to a moment. So if you bring a child into this situation, how are you going to handle that? Yeah. With his schedule, Derek's going to end up being a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. and Or they're going to have a nanny or something. Because Frederick, I don't think he realizes the time commitment that is a child. Right. I think it's the idea of it sounds great. And, oh, how cute our little girl. And she's going to grow up. And, you know, what all this fantasy stuff. But it's like when it comes down to it, you're going to have to make sacrifices. Yes. And he is a busy, busy man. He's out there making millions. He's selling millions. He's doing a lot of, I mean, you know, and I, I believe even his clients. He's uh, one thing that I, I know we'll discuss some things later with him, but some things that I saw with him is like he's had clients like Cameron Diaz and Daniel Craig. He's out there. And when you're on that level, yeah. you're busy because people are constantly referring you, which means just like you were saying, when you're a real estate agent, you're, you don't have a nine to five. No you way. Know, your life is all day, all night. Sometimes your phone is ringing. So, I mean, if you bring a child into the situation, is he really ready for that? I kind of understood where Derek was coming from. I did, too. I did, too. Absolutely. Where I thought it got inappropriate, though, is a Derek's art show. Yes. So Derek's selling some of his art, which is not my style of art at all. It's just no. like, you know, it, like none of it makes any sense to me. And it's just like messy. And I've never understood that type of art. I don't well, know what the like name of I that was, is. Um, what? Maybe inside. And I was just throwing the paint on. The, yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like. Okay. Abstract? I don't don't even know if it's abstract. It's probably not. It's just a mess. But that's his art. (laughs) It's just a mess. That's what that genre of art is called. This is the messy genre. Uh, Wasn't Frederick selling his uh, art? Yes. I didn't see Derek selling much art. Frederick was going in. I mean, he took the real estate agent thing and flipped it into some kind of like art agent. He he did. He was selling it. He was just like, you over here, come over here. How much? How much? I was like, wow. He's like, and he's like, oh, this is so cheap. I can't even tell you the price. It's embarrassing. It's so cheap. You just have to buy this. And everyone was going for it. He was selling those paintings like crazy. And it ended up selling out the art show. Yeah. Which was fantastic. in his blood. He really does. He really, really does. But he comes across a woman who's there to buy art. She was interesting. Yeah, she was a she was a strange character. I don't know where she came from. <laughs> off the street, yeah, off the street. Uh, she's a paid extra, for all we know. I don't know. So Frederick is trying to get her to buy a piece of art, and he's like, you know, we've got a family, we've got a baby, we've got a surrogate mom that we're going to have, you know, our baby with, and he's trying to sell her on the story of that they're having a family, so they need the money from the artwork, and she's like, oh, okay, great, yeah, I'll buy it. So then she goes over to Derek to congratulate Derek on their new baby. And Derek's like, wait, hold the phone. Right. We have not agreed on this just And why are yet. you discussing this at my art gallery, my yeah. showing here? Like, what, why are you talking to a total stranger about things yeah. that are going on with us that are so personal? Yeah. I mean, Frederick. I mean, I know he's probably emotionally bleeding a bit right now because he wants this to happen. It's probably heartbreaking that Derek is not on board with him with this. But, I mean, who is this woman and why are you sharing your life with her? Right. And, like, she's going to leave here and be like, okay, whatever. Just give me my painting and wrap it up so I can put it. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? It was just a little odd. It was a little odd. So then Derek started oversharing. He's like, actually, we have not agreed that we're having 
having a baby. And as far as I'm concerned, this isn't happening. So it turns into a bit of an argument. That they took into another room. You see them behind the... Well, you don't see them, but they're behind the closed doors and they're arguing through this whole thing. But... At least that's a little better than telling strangers. So okay, you, it you, you're is. gonna take it. You're gonna take it somewhere now. Yeah, it's just it's, we'll see where this goes. I'm interested to see where this relationship goes because if you can't agree on whether or not you want to have kids, I mean that's a deal breaker for most relationships. Absolutely. If one of you feels one way and the the other feels the other, I mean you're, this isn't gonna work. Right. It's going to eventually fade because yeah. you're headed in different directions with respect to that. And if Derek is doesn't want to have children or doesn't feel like children with Frederick is going to work for his life so that he, you know, being home all the time, having to tend to it and Derek and Frederick's off doing his thing in New York City. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't decided on that, but I wonder how they had, you had to have that discussion. And they, I believe they did. I believe they were on the same page with the surrogate or it wouldn't have gotten that far. Right. So I think he's just getting cold feet. Okay. All right. Well, maybe it'll work out. Maybe we'll have it'll to work see out. What happens. We'll have to see. Yeah. We'll have to see. But quickly, I want to talk about iTunes because we love that you guys watch our show on YouTube and that you download us on iTunes. We are so grateful for that. Now, we come here every week and we absolutely love what we do. Now, what we would ask for from you guys in return, if you could, is give us a rating on iTunes because that's how we keep the lights on here at AfterBuzz is by you guys giving us positive feedback and rating our show. So if you're if you're listening on iTunes, if you can just give us a rating, hopefully five stars or whatever you feel is appropriate for the show. And tell your friends about us. Comment. We love to interact with you guys on iTunes. So please make sure to uh, give us a rating and tell your friends about our show. Absolutely. Million Dollar Listing New York. All right. So moving on to Louise. Oh, Louise, you know. Or as favorite. we are calling him this this week. Ricky Ricardo. Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was an interesting, uh, interesting couple of episodes for Luis, I have to say. So he did, he, we, last couple weeks, let's see, two weeks ago, it was a train wreck for him. He had taken on a huge property. He lost the deal. It was like, and you and I were saying, okay, he needs to go to smaller yes. properties. A couple million dollars max, not this $11, $12 million, million dollar stuff. He was out of his league. He, he was, was a bit out of his league. And, and that thing just, it completely fell apart. That, yeah. This $7.8 million, you know, we remember. It yeah. completely fell apart. The woman was like, I'm done. She walked away from it. And so it's definitely time for him to scale it back a little and, and get some success, you know, yeah. in a market that's he lower needs a win. than... Yeah, you're not you're not quite ready yet. You know what I mean? And 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 the point was proven. I I feel like this these episodes. Absolutely. He started cold calling, which is, you know, kind of back to square one, like real estate 101 is cold calling. And what he did is he found a seller that was selling his property privately. Mm-hmm. Sam is the seller. Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam. Yeah. So he finds Sam, who is selling his property on the Upper West Side. Um, it's two bedroom, two bath. It's not a huge, crazy property. It's a smaller apartment, but it's a, it's nice location. The furniture is a nightmare. The but way it, he has it set up is a nightmare. It was awful. Yeah, it was awful. And I think and Luis went straight into we've got to I've got to stage this. I yeah. cannot sell this. I can't you know have a view. I can't have people come and view this place with this furniture. And it did look really bad. I mean, it, it looked did. like it was you know Sam was just having a great time. You know, it yeah. looked like it was Sam type of furniture and everything like that. But it was dated. It was very dated. And some well, him didn't and his match. wife have lived in New York for thirty years. So I think some of that furniture was maybe 30 years old. It was some older furniture. It wasn't great. So Luis said, okay, if we're going to sell this, I definitely have to stage it. So Sam had listed his apartment at 285, I think. Yeah, Yeah, 285 is what he had listed it as. And 
Louise said, look, if you let me come in and I'm going to stage this on my own dime, I'm going to repaint, I'm going to bring in some furniture, I can get you $100,000 more. Yeah, and I can got do it Sam fast. really excited. Yeah. Sam was like $100,000 more. And I got a little nervous. I'm going to be honest with you. I got a little nervous about Luis offering $100,000 more. Because here we go again with him where he is always overpromising. Over, oh, God, always overestimating what he can do. And yeah. I mean, I, I, this was something that, you know, he pulled off and that was great. But again, I was like, Luis, where are you, Luis, where are you going? Like, yeah. here we go again. Why can't you just keep it somewhere that's safe and I mean who plays it safe in real estate I get it but he he made me nervous but after so many fails it was like okay this is a big move to promise your seller that you can get them $100,000 more than what they have it listed for right and that was his way to get this seller to go with him because the seller had been he'd had this place on the market for I think four weeks and wasn't getting any movement on it and he was so funny about it because he said (laughs) I think Luis had asked him and how's it going with him selling his own place and everything he's like it's been going great he was like you know He's like, well, how long have you had it on the market? He's like, four weeks. Luis is like, that's not good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you have nothing. You have no offers. Like, it's not going great, right. sir. Like, we need to get this moving. So Sam got excited about this and was like, yay, $100,000. let us go. Yeah, which was great. So they came in. They painted. They brought in staging furniture. The place looked great after it had been staged. And you know I got nervous that yeah. Sam was going to be like, uh, I want my place back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I thought Sam well, was going to. Well, that's the fear. When you show someone their apartment at their max, like, capability of how awesome that apartment can be, they go, oh, oh, it could have looked like this all these years? Wait, right. I want it back. <laughs> can I keep this furniture? Yeah. Stay here? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But luckily that didn't happen. Sam still said, let's keep it on the market. But Sam, Sam was so funny because he just, like, wouldn't leave the apartment. For, for people coming in to see it. So he's, uh, Louise is trying to show the apartment and Sam just keeps like popping up out of nowhere. Sam was like lurking. A, he, was, he was. He was lurking, lurking around corners and like watching everything. And I'm like, Sam, get out of the apartment. Louise was trying to get him out of the yeah. apartment. He's like, you know, on his computer and he's just checking everything out. And you just kind of see like Sam like photobombing, <laughs> photobombing television, like walking by. And I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah. Oh, poor Sam. He just wanted to be included or he something. Did. He wanted to be a part. Well, and the thing is when you're selling an apartment, especially Especially after you've staged it, the illusion is that no one lives there. You yeah. don't want people's stuff. You don't want to see people's food or smell their scent. Like, the illusion is that no one lives there so that you can fantasize about you living there. Absolutely. And Sam was, like, had his chicken salad. And yeah. he's, like, sitting there on his computer. He was cozy, especially with all the new furniture. He was like, this is great. Uh, yeah, he's you know like, what I mean? pretty comfy. <laughs> like, bring the people on. This will be fun. But, yeah, so Sam, I, he, he was lurking. And he was coming around corners. And I think that Luis was just totally fed up. But, of course, being Luis, he treated it. He treated Sam kindly. Yeah. You know, kind of got him out of there, and he was able to have this viewing. And people loved the place. Yeah, they did. They loved it. So very quickly, six days, within six days of him listing this place, he got a full asking price offer. He did. Which is huge. So he calls Sam to give him the good news. And, of course, we have this. What we've seen before is... Sam gets emotional about the apartment. But he's sitting, he's sitting over across the Brooklyn Bridge, staring at Manhattan, thinking, I'm about to leave this city. Him and his wife are moving to San Francisco. So, I mean, that's a hard moment for anyone. You've spent 30 years in a city, especially New York City, and you're about to leave it. So it's a lot more than giving up the apartment. It's giving up that whole city. The city. And and, and it's where he fell in love with his wife. It's where they shared pizzas and um, pizza pies and all those other things that is so New York. And I think that looking at all of that he was like am i moving too fast am i like san francisco i do want to do this but am i really ready to do this and i don't know i kind of felt bad for sam he was like 
I always feel bad for the emotional seller. Yeah. I don't know. I do. <laughs> Me and my bleeding heart. But, yeah. I, you know, I was just like saying, I wanted him to go forward with it, but I understood that connection that you have to, to your city. Well, and he felt like the offer came in too quick. He was like, six days? Wait. I thought I had a few more weeks to figure this out and really give up the city. But in the end, he did say, all right, let's do it. Let's take the offer. He did. So yeah. it was a win. It was finally a win for Luis that he actually sold a property. He sold it at asking price, and he sold it for $100,000 more right. than it was originally listed at. So and he was he, able to follow through. In less than six days with a 45-day closing. So yeah. he did well. All cash. All cash. I mean, this was like the ideal offer for Sam. And how much do you love Luis and the fact that he hopped in his car when, when Sam was like on the fence? He hops in his car. He drives over to the bridge. He's like, stay yeah. where you are. He says, where are you? Right. I'm coming to you. Exactly. We're talking about this. He pulled this. out his therapist, and he was out on the bridge, like, talking him into this thing, which I, I'm seeing that you have to do that more and more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, especially with the emotional sellers. So this this was a good win for Louise. So that was in our, our episode five. Then moving on to episode six, we had a new apartment for Louise. Yeah, this one was our, uh, our Ian, our very interesting Ian, who is the seller. Who he met through Sonia Sonia Morgan, Morgan. who is the ex-wife of J.P. Morgan. She's on The Real Housewives of New York. Which you knew right away. You're like, oh, Sonia Morgan (laughs) in the house. I'm like, who? I'm like, what's Sonia Morgan doing here? But she was there, and I'm assuming that she hooked them up because she was friends with Ian, and she's Bravo family with with Luis. So, you know, that makes sense. But I felt like Ian was a little rude. The whole Ricky Ricardo thing, the first comment, funny. After that, it, it kind of went to a, uh, right. a catty place and then also insisting that he's gay and everything like that and you know Luis is like no I'm straight and I, he's not even being rude about it he's just like no this is who I am and they're just like yeah straight yeah. to my bed yeah. I mean he's just like rude so inappropriate this guy is so inappropriate and calling him Ricky Ricardo is I'm sorry first of all racist yeah. but it's just super offensive just and he gets it like Luis is so sweet he laughs it off at first but then he refuses to call him by his name he calls right. him Ricky and Mr. Ricardo. This he's not entire even Cuban. Time. He's Puerto Rican. Yeah, right. He's Puerto Rican. And, and the guy's like, whatever. It's the same thing. Same thing. Rude. Super, super rude. This guy is rude and he's aggressively flirty. I just, I don't like this guy's vibe at all. So he takes him into this apartment. He says, look, I want to give you, I want to give you this listing. And it's this incredible Central Park South apartment. It's like this massive, massive penthouse. It's looking over Central Park. It's stunning. Beautiful. So, I mean, Louise is like, sweet. Yes, <laughs> I, I will take it. I will list this apartment. And then Ian, being this weird jerk that Ian is, he's like, oh, actually, I already sold this apartment. The apartment I want you to list is in this building, but it's four apartments that haven't been remodeled yet, but we're going to remodel them to look similar to this one. Right. And that's what he was basically saying is like, you know, the, the, the aesthetics are going to be copied, you know, for this next one. But I just thought, okay, that was a weird way to start. But I, I mean, I can see him saying this is where I'm headed. I he, because when they finally showed the other apartments that he's going to loop together to make this amazing apartment, if I would have seen those without seeing individually, oh, they're just nasty it apartments. It was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. And I don't even know who was living in one of them. It was just looked like somebody was like... Well, he had he had one of his friends squatting in one of them. He had like a <laughs> musician friend just squatting in one of these unlisted apartments that's been vacant. Yeah. And then his dog... I don't know where his dog came in. Like, his dog was hanging out in this apartment and peeing on the ground. Yeah, he was. This guy, this guy, this seller is creepy. He is creepy. He's a little weird. Um, He's got the money to knock out four 
for apartments, I'm assuming, you know, knock the walls right. down and make this amazing. You know what the thing about these apartments, though? The view, as ugly as these apartments are, the wallpaper, I'm all over the place. The wallpaper yeah. was terrible. Everything about this apartment was awful, you know, in terms of, like, where it was then. But the views were gorgeous. Yeah, the, it's the, so Central Park South, just so you know where Central Park is. Central Park South is, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but it's the the street just south of Central Park. So looking out the window of this apartment and all these these four apartments, you're looking at Central Park and the view is unobstructed. There's no other building between you and those trees. Right. It's I mean there's not a better view. Yeah. If you if you're in Manhattan and you live along one of those streets that faces the park with an unobstructed view, uh, ah it's just, it's heaven. It's great. But these apartments are terrible. They need to be completely knocked down. Everything needs to be taken taken down, re-plumbing, re-electrical. you know, electrical. Everything needs to be re- redone in order for this to be the penthouse that he wants it to be. Absolutely. And I mean, it was, it was the kids, some of the kitchens were, there was one that was a little bit more updated, but the other ones just had terrible wallpaper. It had terrible, um, um, the kitchen, the refrigerator, where everything was, it just looked terrible. I was like, does someone live here? Is someone really living in, in here? Like this, or were they just abandoned? I'm not sure. I couldn't really. Fully yeah, it tell. was very strange. Yeah, very strange. But nonetheless, Luis decides he'll take it on. He'll take it on, and they'll remodel it, and then he'll list the apartment. They're thinking they can get about 11 million for it. The seller wants 12, but Luis is like, "Dude, this is this is not even as high up as a the, the original apartment was on the no higher up than the 11th floor. Mm-hmm. We came down five floors for this one, so." The higher up apartment sold for twelve million. So Luis is like, this one cannot sell for the same amount as the one that's five floors no. higher. That doesn't make any sense. You get a better view. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he still agrees to take it on. So they sit down with a. I don't know if it's an architect or. I believe it was an architect. Who's the guy that, that does, yeah that does the renderings that will make what he does is he'll basically make a photo of the apartment when it's remodeled and it's finished. Without okay. it being to that point. So he's he's mocking up these renderings to make the place so he can show it to people and say this is what it's going to look like when we're done with the remodel. But this guy wants $25,000 to do these renderings and to be able to mock up the photo so that Louise can show that to his clients. Which Louise kind of had a reaction to. It was like yeah. $25,000 was um, pretty expensive. I don't know a lot about renderings, I have to say, but I'm I'm assuming that... By his reaction, it was like $25,000. You know, almost like Luis could possibly get it done a lot cheaper. Right. Right. But the seller was like, Ian is like, no, this, you have to use my guy. My guy is the only guy that you can use for this. So he's hesitant because that money comes out of his pocket. He has to front that money mm-hmm. just like he does for staging costs and for, you know, the showings and everything. He has to front all of that. So he's hesitant about it. And then Ian drops this bombshell on him. And Ian is like, well, you know what? I actually got my my broker's license a couple months ago, and uh, I'm going to be the co-exclusive on this, and you're giving me half the commission. Half the commission. Right. Exactly. And I didn't let you know this before, but now I'm just letting you know that I have my broker's license, and hey. After you know he's already gone through all of this and gotten to this point and agreed to sell the listing for $11 million. Right. And I'm going to pay for the rendering. So he's like, you don't have to worry about that. So I'm going to do I'm going to do that. It was such a like, it was such a moment where he just pushed Luis aside. I mean, you could just tell the disrespect was there. I mean, the whole thing was disrespectful Absolutely. to me. But I, I feel like, okay, how long have you been an, an age, a real estate agent? And did you just get your broker's license? Yeah. I mean, like, what, how long have you actually been doing this? Is this I think, just, like, a fun thing for you, like, the first listing? I think this is, like, his tactic with Luis was, like, he has his broker's license, but he needs someone to do all the dirty work, and then he'll just take half the commission. Exactly. And he's being a jerk about it. He's like, look, Luis, this is this is the deal. I take half of it. And Luis is like, whoa, whoa, this yeah. is not what I agreed upon. This is not what we ever talked about. 
It, it got a little crazy. It got, it got a little aggressive. tense. It got, it got very aggressive. It, it got very aggressive verbally because he was pretty much like, no, you're going to do this and this is how it's going to go. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, I, and I was sitting there the whole time. As, as you know, we were both like, Luis, don't take it. Yeah. Don't. Don't take it. Walk away. Like, completely walk away. Because this one you have no control over. This one's going to be an absolute mess. Yeah. So we think that he's walking away, but we don't have the final that he's walking away. Not yet. Because it shows him saying, you know, like, no way, I'm done with this. But he's not saying that to, to the uh, Ian. He's saying that to the camera, like, this is crap. I'm not going to do this. So we don't know for sure if he's walked away. No, I don't know. I, I, I think that there's definitely going to there'll be more with that. But we'll get into yeah. that. Later. Yeah, <laughs> that's be more left with that. a little open-ended. Yes. But hopefully he walks away from I hope it. he walks away. I don't I don't like this guy, Ian. I don't know. He's, he rubs me the wrong way. The oh. Oh, yeah, he's a little sleazy. Oh, way sleazy. Ian, I don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> Ian, you're you're on our bad list here at Million Dollar Listing after Buzz. So now moving on to Ryan. Now I oh my gosh, this the his listing. Oh, his listing was crazy. I loved this though. Did you? I did. I loved it because I love seeing Ryan. Like Ryan is like such a charming jerk. Yeah, that I love seeing him put in situations that he has to try to like claw his way out of. Yes, it's it's actually fun. Yeah, I think so. He gets this this crazy crazy place in Murray Hill, and Patricia's the owner, and she's this really kooky witch like <laughs> lady. I don't know what she's like. This gypsy. I don't know what she is. I don't know it's, what she is. It seemed to me like if someone would have said that this scene was in New Orleans. You know, and this was some, you know, a part, I think it was what, a five-story townhouse? Five-story townhouse. townhouse. Unheard of in New York. If, if, and you could tell she'd been in there a long time. I think it was, uh, was, it was built in 1857. Yeah. And, um, if, if I really honestly could have put this same scene in like New Orleans and thrown some like voodoo and like witches and other things (laughs) in there, because it was really, really odd. You know what I mean? And the place kind of had, this place had a lot of character, but it was old. It was very American horror story. It was. It so was. Like this place was ancient (laughs) and it was just, it was just creepy. It was cold, first of all. The heat isn't mm-hmm. quite working. So it's freezing cold. He's got the heat turned up to like 80, but the place will not get warm. It's no. like this freezing, bone-chilling coldness in this And it has an apartment. elevator. A really old elevator. It has a creepy too. Like elevator. A really creepy you elevator. could pay me enough to get in that elevator. No chance I would get in that elevator. No way. And I'm claustrophobic, so I would oh, definitely yeah. die in there. But <laughs> No, I mean, it's cool that it has an elevator, but this place needs to be completely redone and yeah. refurbished. But what I can see someone doing with it is keeping a lot of the cool uh, architectural structuring of it and maybe even just refurbishing the floors, keeping a lot of that original cool, you know, 1800 touch to it, but making it, you know, a lot more upscale. And it, it did have some things about it that were really great. I mean, they it had a, what was it, um, that I was freaking out over? It was the courtyard. Oh, the courtyard. Cor- I mean, beautiful Stunning. courtyard. You could do a lot with that. I mean, yeah. I, felt, I felt like how many places do you have there are five stories and have a courtyard in New York City. Oh, very and, few. Yeah. So, I mean, this woman was, she, I think she had moved to Palm Beach. Yeah. And she was, she was ready to let this go because she's moved on with her life and she doesn't even live there anymore in New York City. So she's, you know, ready to list this. And Ryan looked like he was chopping at the bit until things got a little weird in there. Oh, they got weird yeah. in the basement. The basement was the scariest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I do not like old baby dolls. No. No okay? one likes old baby dolls old except for like dolls. creepy gothic people it's and maybe just... like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh, gosh. And, oh, and oh, the producer yeah. comes in and producer Steven, apparently. 
<laughs> these old little dirty baby dolls on the counter in the basement was Where, like, and there's a saw. There's like a hacksaw, and there's these baby heads, baby doll heads that are like chopped in weird pieces, <laughs> and it's just, and they're dirty. They, they almost dirty. look bloody. Like it's. Just the grossest like, scene in this basement. Like, in the basement sawing baby dolls? Like, it was the weirdest, right. strangest thing. And plus, the woman's a little odd and And she quirky. wouldn't go down in the basement no, with she Ryan. Him she there. said, you go down there. Right. Go experience what's and down he's there. Like, and he's, back. like, six foot three. He can barely, you know, without hitting his head, climb into the little basement. And yeah. there's these creepy baby dolls. Yeah, just laying oh, there. Oh, it was so gross. It gave me the heebie-jeebies, for and sure. And how do you not explain that if this is your place? Like, just, oh, just go on down to the basement and check that out. And then someone comes, you know, they come back up and you're just like, huh, how was it? No, explain. What's yeah, going on with no, the baby doll she's, situation? She's so, a creepy yeah. voodoo witch or something. So... Well, Ryan, poor thing. I mean, he, the other thing that happened to Ryan is he got stuck in the elevator. Yeah. So he decides he's going to list this apartment and they come to terms with just under $3 million, which for a five story place four, in Manhattan, three, three point oh, sorry, sorry, mm-hmm. just under four. Thanks. It's like that. That's so cheap for this place. Yes. You still have to put at least a million dollars into it for it to be functional. But that's still a really good deal, I think, for a five-story place in Manhattan with a courtyard. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, looking at some of the other properties that they have on on million on this million-dollar listing, this I was like under four. Yeah, that was a little strange. Yeah, to me. I mean, especially you're talking about five stories. Now the rooms are extremely narrow. That was one thing that I yeah. saw. You know, the room, but still, it's a you place could, with you could renovate this place yeah. and just make it amazing. Absolutely, except for that it's haunted. Yeah, it was it's haunted. It's very haunted. Yeah, there were noises. There were creaks. There's the water, the sound of water running, but no one could find where the water was running. Yeah. Oh, that was kind of, so and then people are walking through the house, looking. Look, there. You're trying to look sell this place, and and Ryan's like hearing water. Yeah, things are creaking. You know, it's like. That's the reaction Stephen wanted. That's exactly. was just for us to both squeal. <laughs> but that's Damn what it you, was. Stephen. I know. Damn got, you. You know what? He got me. He got me. Because I was like, what is that? What is that <laughs> this house is so, so creepy. Yeah. So they're trying to do showings. They've got, you know, their English uh, pastries out. And they've got tea. They're doing like an old English party in this place. And Ryan gets in the elevator to go up or down the s- stairs and gets stuck. And no one can hear him. And no one can hear him. He's yelling for his assistant, Olivia, and she can't hear. He's just stuck. And you could tell this was not like a setup for ratings and try to make the show entertaining because he was panicked. He's like, is this a joke? Is this a joke? I can't. You guys, he was like seriously panicked. Well, and he called Ghostbusters. I mean, I'm sorry, Ghost Hunters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He called him. He called him in. He He needed help with this one. Yeah, because this place was haunted. It had a bad vibe. Everyone was getting just gross feeling walking through there. This place was not going to sell. So he did. He called in. What do you you call these people? Well, it's just their cleanse. I think they come and cleanse the house. They burn sage and ring bells. And these are things that they were doing. They felt an energy. I think the man said that there was a woman here, and she was like a party animal. Yeah, she's a party animal. I don't know why that's scary. That sounds fun. A party ghost? (laughs) Right, exactly. I was like, okay, but she, but then the woman also said that she wasn't really, um, sensing anything nefarious, but it was, but the, I don't even know what that word means. Like just creepy and okay, off and, okay. you know, that, that type of thing or, you know, um, sinister, you know, okay. that type of thing. She says that she wasn't really sensing that, but then she was ringing those bells and burning that sage and they were spraying those dolls. And I'm sorry, l- let me digress. 
Just throw the dolls into a, just into throw a the black dolls bag away. and throw them away. Well, throw I don't want the to cleanse them. Away, We're okay? done with the dolls. The dolls well, and away. what was terrible is he didn't get rid of the dolls before the first showing. No. So people went into the basement and saw the dolls. Yeah, and which they were like, no, no, what? Aim? Yeah, we're out of here. So we don't care how much we love this place. There's creepy doll heads. Why wouldn't he? Cl- why wouldn't he clean that up? He's, he says he forgot. But Ryan. that would be like the number one thing you need to do in that place is get rid of the creepy doll heads before you show anyone yeah, that you property. Don't spook people. That is so creepy. Wow. So and then I think in the process, didn't they look like they baptized Ryan? Yeah. And she was rubbing yeah, oil and water on his on head his or something like and that, blessing him and. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever they did worked. It did work. Because then the next showings were fantastic. People were like, I love this place. Oh, actually, someone complained that it was too warm. They did. Because all of a sudden the heat was working. And people were talking about the good energy throughout the house and visualizing themselves there. It was like a a complete 180 from how it was before. Yeah, no more noises. And he actually got offers yeah on the place and people loved it yeah people loved that place and i mean like i said i think you could make it a pretty pretty sweet place so he did get a he got a first offer at 3.75 right and he takes that to patricia and she says no yeah it was kind of interesting because i thought patricia just kind of wanted to get rid of the place and go i mean i know money is money patricia just you know she didn't seem to me to be um the woman that would kind of Scock over the like hundred or two hundred thousand dollars, right? Like, I, I was kind of shocked that she was like, Me "No, too. Ryan, no, that's out." You know, she was not because when he said, "Let's list it for just under four, she was like, "Okay, sounds good." Yeah, it was like so she easy. didn't even argue with that. Yeah, so it was very weird that a three point seven five offer came in and she was like, "No." Right, when it's listed at 3.9. I just thought that was a little, I was like, okay, well, Patricia, but I think she liked Ryan. She wanted to keep Ryan around. Oh, she did. She did actually say to Ryan, I like looking at you. I like having you around. She was a little bit of a flirt. Yeah. In a very creepy way. The older ladies like Ryan. Yes, they do. Absolutely. So he gets this offer for 3.75. She says no, but he comes up with this great tactic, which I thought was fantastic. Is he says, let's accept this offer. Let's get a contract going. And while that contract is going, I will call all of the other people that came to see this apartment and let them know, hey, I've got this contract. But if you put in a higher offer, you could definitely get this place. Nice. So I thought that was a good sales tactic. Bidding wars, yeah, bitches. Bidding wars, <laughs> bitches. That's where we get the title of this episode. Because it did turn into a bidding war. So at first he was scared because he, he wasn't getting anybody biting on it. No. But he goes back to the office, he checks his email, and there is an offer for 3.9. Right. He wasn't getting a lot of people biting on it. Um, the bad juju was gone. Yeah. But, and a lot of people seemed like they were interested in the place, you know. But I don't I don't think he was getting the offers coming. And then all of a sudden, bam, two of them hit at the same time in the yep. same day. And you remember he almost was, like, giving up. He was just like, oh, I'm so done with it. And then all of a what is his assistant, Olivia, was yeah. like, can you check your email? Which she's so good at keeping she's him in check. Great. How great is she at keeping him in check? She was like, check your email. He goes to check his email. And bam, there's two offers. Yeah. Right there. Which was great. Yeah. So he, I liked this tactic, too, because I thought he would go back to the first offer and say, hey, I have an offer for 3.9. You ha- you need to beat that. But instead, he mails out a contract to both of these offers and says, write your number on the dotted line. There is another offer in place. You write your best offer on the dotted line. Sneaky. So sneaky, sneaky but I Ryan. liked it. Yeah. I was like, I kind of <laughs> like this. This is where the sneaky Ryan yeah. is positive because it makes him money. So the the offer that said 3.9, they stayed firm. They they put 3.9. They were calling his bluff on that there was another offer. But the 3.75 came back with they went 4. Up. They did. They went up yeah. to 4. 
Right. And so he, he got it over the asking price. Yeah. So and Patricia was, was very happy. She was happy. Yeah. She's a happy little witch or she whatever is. she is. <laughs> she can I don't go know. haunt a house in Palm Beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little creepy lady. So we did find out though, in the end, what the doll heads were for. Right. Which still, I'm not satisfied with this answer, but that she's an artist. Mm-hmm. So she uses the doll heads as part of her like art installation. Her sculptures. I think sculptures. She, so I'm assuming she's like sawing off legs and hands and yeah. heads and she's putting them in sculptures, which is still weird. Way weird. Yeah, really weird. Super creepy. <laughs> I want nothing to do with her artwork no. or Derek's artwork. No. no artwork will be purchased <laughs> from me on this show. So, uh, yeah, that was a little bit weird. But finally, you know, we saw him close the deal, which was great. Right. But not closing the deal at home. No, he didn't close the deal at home. Personal life for these these guys is not going so well no. right now. And, you know, I think Ryan is, like, the worst boyfriend ever. Yeah. He's not my boyfriend, but I think he would be the worst boyfriend ever. He just, he's cold. He won't connect. There's no communication. He shuts down. He's always checking his phone. Like, he is kind of a jerk. He's not into it, you know? And when you are not into it like that, why be involved in it, you know, in the first place? She brought up that her sister was coming in town from Greece. Yeah, from Greece. That's far. Yeah, not from, like, two hours away. She's not coming in from the Hamptons. She's coming in, or whatever, however, you know, far the Hamptons are, but she's coming in from Greece. And when she she was saying her name, he was like, who? Yeah. Didn't even know her sister's name, which, A, you haven't been paying attention. This is her sister. This is family. You guys have obviously gotten to the point where you're going to discuss family. Yeah. Or a little bit of family. But, um, or, you know, at least you're supposed to know who their sister is and so on and so forth. Well, anyway, uh, he, she wants to have dinner. And he's like, no. He's on his phone. Yeah. And he's like, no, that next week won't work. Yeah. I mean, just... Yeah, he's just cold. He's unemotional. He's a jerk. So she finally just says, you know what? I can't do this. Yeah. This doesn't work for me. And he's like, fine. Yeah, fine. he was so it doesn't easy work for it. you. Doesn't work for you. Out. Right. So like very she meant, like she meant nothing. Like yeah, it was, it was it was cold. Very very cold. Yeah, not yeah. I didn't like that. Ryan so has I think, some issues. I think that's probably coming to an end. Soon. Oh, it's definitely coming to an end. As and well. I think that we're seeing some stuff with Ryan. Like there's there's some things within him that. I don't know if he's ever going to work on, if he's just going to be that guy and he's just looking for a woman to accept him the way that he is. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's the type of guy to work on that stuff, but Doesn't he seem seems like, like he it. lost a good girl. I like yeah. her. Yeah. I think he's immature. I yeah. think he's emotionally immature. Exactly. So we'll see how that develops over the next couple of weeks. But we have some very fun facts about our, our three favorite million dollar listing New York realtors. So I'll let you go. I love it. We get sound effects. All right. So go ahead, Jocelyn. What do we got? Well, we did our research and we found that we found a couple of facts that should be fun. Louise is listed as number 19 on Us Weekly's most stylish New Yorkers. Which I can see that. He's got the nice little hair. And I would like to see him out of his business suits, though. I'd like to see what he wears, like, street clothes. Absolutely. And he, I like the pea coat with him. You know, it's cold. He has the cold weather dress down. And I yeah. know most of the time that we see it, it's New York when it's cold. But I, I'm interested to see. His suits are great. But I just am interested to see how he is also when he's dressed down. Yeah. Yeah. So but that's, that's a great accomplishment for him. Yeah. At only 27 years old. That's right. a good he's accomplishment. Young. Right. And then Ryan, he's got number 15 out of the 100 most successful salespeople in New York. That's huge. At only 29 years old. Right. Like, that's a very big accomplishment, too. And he's doing some things. He's a real estate expert. He's been on, like, C- um, CNBC, CNN, Fox, and he also has a web series called Realty Byte. Ah, so he's, okay. I think he's out there training other realtors or has uh, some web videos going to help other real- realtors, you know, 
find out how he does what he does, how yeah. he's Ryan the Great, you know, broker. So, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. And then Frederick, this is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Number one broker of his generation by several trade magazines. Yeah, number one broker. Number one broker. And I believe alongside that, um, we were discussing how his they totaled his sales. I don't know how long it's been, but I think probably from the time that he's been a broker, he's at $2 billion. Oh, my gosh. You know, That's and, and, incredible. And how you know, he's made it happen. And we've seen Ryan do a lot with a lot of money. So yeah. that's amazing. And he also does some things in his native country in Sweden. He has yeah. some businesses that are between New York and Stockholm. So, I mean, Frederick is doing his thing and he's he's he sells exclusive properties even in Sweden. Yeah, our guys are doing good. They're doing great. I Hands love it. All right. This was a fun week. I actually liked uh, watching the two episodes back to back. It was a lot of fun. So yeah. we will be back next week. Jocelyn, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jocelyn Polite and on Instagram at Jocelyn Polite. All right. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well at Chels Earlywine, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-R-L-E-W-I-N-E. That does it for this week, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 